Smoke break. We are dancing here every uh, every Saturday live on Facebook Live, and every Sunday on Shady Pines Radio and Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Malik Rayshon. What's poppin'? And Zaiku. What's good, you guys? Hey, mom. <laughs> uh, this is gonna be a fucking fun ass episode. I'm excited to have Malik back. Uh, you you just got back from a trip? Yeah, man. I was in uh, I was in Georgia. And uh, what is it called? What is it called? Uh, Locust Grove. Let me try that again. <laughs> Just restart it. Okay, go ahead. I was in Locust Grove. Uh, my mom and my grandma and my sister live out there. Pretty much most of my family lives out there. My mom got a fucking house built Ooh, for her to live in in Georgia. Damn, that's black excellence right there. Oh, yeah. Big Unless it's oh, your yeah. white mom, in which case. Uh, mixed mom. So. Okay, okay. Well, it's a win. Flex. It's a win on both sides. It's a single arm flex. <laughs> <laughs> well, dub, dub, dub. And then we got Zaiku, one of my favorite rappers, one of my favorite activists, Thank one of my you, favorite bro. goddamn people. So Thank excited you, to have you Thank here. You, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so uh, this week on The Smoke Break, we're going to be talking about uh, two things that are really important to me. Um, that's in- accountability and integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mm-hmm. that accountability is incredibly important. I think that uh, mistakes happen. I think that... Uh, not being your best self happens uh, more often than not. But I think the important next step to that is uh, is admitting that. And it's uh, it's growing from that. And it's, you know, finding the lesson that you can in that. Um, so, yeah, I got I got some really dope people here to talk with me about that. So uh, let's start with you, Zaiku. What do you what are your thoughts on accountability and Man. integrity? Man, anybody that knows me, know that's a word I've been saying since I got out here, bro. God damn. Um I guess like the biggest thing to me for accountability is being honest about whatever your actions or intentions are. I feel like nobody can really hold anything against you. you don't, we don't owe anybody anything. So it's like if somebody was to set an expectation on you, especially before communication, that person's in the wrong. And it's like if you came into a situation and you know you didn't have the best intent or you know you didn't put in 100%, just be accountable for that. Like, yeah. I think that like nobody like, – because I, I, I would never – put it upon myself to be like hey yo like you're trash for not giving 100 percent." Mm-hmm. but then it's like if you did if you didn't give 100 percent, and then like something to act like because you gave 70 something happened or somebody else caught the short end of the stick like you it's on you to be like hey yo that's my fault you know what mm-hmm. i mean like i didn't show up or i didn't do whatever whatever and that's what that's why that led to that even if it doesn't like fix the situation because i think that we don't understand or we don't give credence to the fact that everybody involved with the situation has their own perspective and they Absolutely. do their own like processing right yeah so if you got a piece of information or some knowledge to help somebody with their process it's like on you to give it to them and like only you know you. Only you yeah. know. You know what I'm saying? Only you know. So it's like, if I'm in a space with somebody and I'm like, damn, I, we were supposed to go out and do blah, 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 but they like didn't show up on time and then like they didn't really, like, it was a bunch of stuff on their part that like didn't aid the, aid the situation. And then when I'm thinking about it, it's like, they never really said though, like, yo, that's my bad. So then yeah. now I'm thinking like, I don't. Do you realize that you that you uh, that you caused harm in this situation? You know, and you at know? the same time, like you don't necessarily like nobody really wants to point the finger. You know what I mean? Yeah, so right, it's like right. I'm not really trying to say it's your fault. You know what I'm saying? But like I would appreciate you being accountable enough to yeah. acknowledge acknowledge what you, you know what, yeah. I'm saying, what you did because it shouldn't be on you to say like you did something wrong, but you would hope that people would recognize that what they're doing isn't working and be like, hey, that's my bad. Like yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like. Cause like, I don't know, man, like we all have a different, we all have different processes, bro. And we all have so much that we're dealing with. Like we all have so, so much that we're dealing with. So it's like in that space, I think we, everybody can understand when you need to like, when you need a second or when you need, like when you, everybody can understand you're making a mistake. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can understand when you need that space to make a mistake or you have made a mistake and you need some kind of understanding. Like nobody's going to hold that against you. Sure. But it's hard to do that when you yourself won't acknowledge what, you know what I'm saying? Like it's hard to, 
Like I had this uh, person out here in the scene that they constantly tell me like, do your healing. Like you need to heal yourself and da 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 da. It's like, I hear that, but I can't heal myself if you won't acknowledge what you did to hurt me. Mm, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, like, I definitely think that's a that's a really good um, uh, point is that like, you know, accountability is, is a two-way street. You know, it's just like, I need to uh, acknowledge my part in this just as much as you need to acknowledge your part in this because it's like, I've gotten in fights with homies and he's like, hey, you need to, you need to acknowledge, you know, that you treated me like this. And it's just like, yes, I do need to acknowledge that but i also need you to acknowledge you know what what helped lead us there yeah you know? man and i feel like it, it creates a lot of room for growth um malik what's uh i guess uh what are your thoughts uh i guess on accountability and integrity i think it's it's something that's essential to just growth you know as a human like if you if you aren't looking at your actions from a critical lens then in your eyes everything you do is right and if anyone makes you feel uncomfortable, it's their fault mm-hmm. and it's completely on them to solve the problem. But then what that what that does, not only are you not growing, but then you're also like pushing the people who are around you away from you yeah. because yeah. you think your shit don't stink. And let me tell you, I can smell it from this stream. Like <laughs> Y'all got to own your shit. Man, and, you know, yeah, it's interesting that you say that, too, because uh, the, the one of the places that I really like experienced that and uh, in, in my blackness, rather, too, was the Black Portland Facebook group. It was something about um, I, I actually got to like talking to people and like really I met some people and stuff from the group. Sure. And one thing that I was um, a conversation and a thing that I was able to acknowledge and like take a step back on was that black, like their black is different and their experience is different. And so it's like in that space, it's like when I came out here, you know, it was like you said, like my shit don't stink, like cause like I would say my shit don't stink, but it was more so like you can't tell me that this is really black. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It was like you can't really you can't tell me this is the same as shit as what we do in Texas or what we do in the South. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't trick me like that. But then it was like, ain't nobody trying to tell you that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't we not trying to say that. We just let you know that we are just as black. And I Yeah, like, no, I think I think that just acknowledging that like the different experiences and uh, you know, not almost almost uh competing against each other, like they don't yeah. need to because it's like we're already like pitted against each other in sports and shit. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And then learning to be like, hey, like you know, like just learning, not even learning, because I know how to say I'm wrong, but learning to like really know where I was wrong in that space. Because mm-hmm. like that was a very difficult thing for me is to be like, well, what am I saying that's wrong? Because I'm not saying anything that's not true. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Damn. So it's okay, like, spit knowledge. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> what am I saying that's wrong? But then it's like, well, it's not what you're saying that's wrong. It's the fact that it's the fact that you're saying it that's wrong. And it's like mm-hmm. we're not really trying to get you to like understand that because like, well, yeah, what you're saying is true, but that ain't even really the point. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, so, and I think a, a lot of what goes into um, um, a lot of what goes into it is just like how you say things. Yeah, you know, it's just like the 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 thing that you're saying may not be the problem. The way that you're saying it could be a huge problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And what definitely. can make it not a problem is if you're able to have a conversation about it afterwards and be like, "Yeah, that wasn't the move. Like yeah. I could have handled that better." Yeah, definitely. That's my that's my biggest thing out here. Like I I hate. I hate when people tell me out here, like, oh, it's the way you said stuff, right? Because it's like, motherfuckers are sensitive, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I come from a place where, like, motherfuckers just talk. But at the same time, though, it's like being able to say, like, all right, like, because shit is different or, like, because I'm in a different space, mm-hmm. that wasn't the move, right? Like, that mm-hmm. wasn't the way to yeah. give that out here because of where I'm at out here. So it's like, then, like... what? Are, I guess uh, my question is, like, what is your, what is your problem with, uh, with, like, finding a way to say something? Uh, I think in Portland, like, people... Um, love to create narratives and love a narrative that makes them feel victimized and comfortable at the same time, Mm. right? Something that they're comfortable digesting and accepting as a truth and at the same time that it's not on their side. I feel like it's very hard for people to accept narratives that like force you to like take like take accountability like mm-hmm. it's like ain't mm-hmm. nothing happened to you bro you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying like ain't nobody but you affect you You know. What yeah I'm and so, another thing with being accountable is you kind of have to allow yourself to see that other people like just because you may have felt hurt by what they said to you that doesn't necessarily mean they're anti you they just yeah. might not have been have interacted with who you are and what yeah, you well, they weren't feel pro for. that situation. Yeah. You know? yeah. Mm-hmm. That's something that like I find myself trying to like remind myself of is that like people are anti me. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like like going back to the protest, like motherfuckers were definitely like anti me. But yeah. it was more so because of like what I was doing or like what they thought I stood for or whatever, whatever. And granted, like that's like a wrong on their part because most of the narratives that I've heard about myself aren't true. But mm-hmm. then at the same time it's like 
having to remember that, like you said, it's the situation. Like there was so much energy and emotion yeah. in that space and that time where it's like I don't hate cops. I hate cops killing black men. You know what I mean? Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and it's like in that space, it's like I can understand. I can understand that perspective, no matter who it's like targeted at or like who it's like uh, affecting at the time. But mm. I, I think that like what's what is like hard about that is nobody's willing to say like I'm like my bad for making you feel that way though. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's like my biggest thing. Like I've had literally to this day like no one ever apologized to me ever about anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like at some point like you know you like you feel like you know you get to the point where you're like you know what I don't need like I don't I don't need that I don't need validation I don't need yeah. that I don't I don't like care so much about that because I have found that for myself or done that for myself, healed that for myself. But then when it gets to the point where like, something else happens or something like shit keeps happening and my, like nobody's ever, ever once been like, hey, yo, like my bad, bro. So I got a question. <clears throat> what's uh, what's like, what what do you think is the most effective way to take accountability? I think being able to, like you guys say, like, listen, being able to like, like your perspective is your perspective. So I ain't nobody trying to tell you your perspective is wrong. But being able to hear somebody's perspective and be like, all right, like, I can feel where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And because I can feel where you're coming from, like, I don't feel the same way, but I'm going to acknowledge how you feel and I'm going like, to take that step back. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do a lot, bro. Like, I don't share a lot of sentiments with people, but it's like, because I can resonate with where you're coming from, it's like, fuck, like, I may not feel the same way, but I cannot take that space from you. So you, you think I mean? the, excuse me, you think like an important part of it is is just acknowledging that that they feel the way that they feel. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think the, I think if you could look somebody in their eyes and say, yo, I feel you and my bad, that shit would fix so much, bro. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to have animosity for somebody after they say that. It's hard to hold on to the, especially when it's like it's real. When somebody's like willing to stand in front of your fire yeah. and be like, hey, yo, I feel that. I'm sorry. Like, it's hard to have that fire still. You're like, yeah. damn, like. Oh, sorry. You know and what it, I mean? And like, it's hard to be upset with someone when you see that they're going out of their way to understand you. Like, yeah. if, I, if I tell you, you know, you made me feel a type of way and fuck you for it, it's like, okay, fuck you too. Yeah, That's it. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, I hurt you and I don't want to do that again. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely. a different conversation. What about yeah. you? What, uh, what, do, what do you think is like an important step in like t- uh, taking accountability and showing integrity? You got to smell your own shit. Yeah. You got to smell you, your own you shit. You got to smell your own shit. You have to <laughs> <Face> be. <laughs> you have to literally take it and just shove it into your face. <laughs> you, you have to understand that everyone is flawed. And a lot of times the way that we move about life is going to show our flaws the way we communicate with people our flaws are going to show Mm -hmm. and don't be mad at people for pointing out your flaws just recognize it and get better one of my uh football coaches in high school he was a weirdo touching teenagers butts and whatever but um one thing that he said that really stuck with me that i think about a lot is that you have to learn to listen and then you have to listen to learn. to learn exactly. And I was, I'm like 15, like what the fuck does that mean? Like yeah, that makes yeah. no. You just said mm. the same thing twice, but back. <laughs> yeah. But but it's real. Like if you don't if you don't listen, you're not gonna learn how to be better. And if you don't learn how to be better, then you can't be better. Uh, you you just won't be better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think listening is uh, it's it's probably one of the things that. I've found the most value in my life is like is learning to listen because it's like everybody. I guess like everybody wants to to talk. Everybody wants to talk and everybody wants to talk about themselves. But if you can give them a space where you are listening to them, I think that it it shows that, you know, that you take a genuine interest in them because, you know, if this person's used to always talking about themselves, this person's used to always talking about themselves, their normal interactions is them just competing with that. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. that if you can be the person who's just like they're talking and you're listening, it, it creates a, a space where they're like, oh, okay, this isn't just a competition of like, yeah, but my story happened and it was like crazier or, you know, stuff yeah. like that. So I think you you come you come into a space too where you realize like you really start finding middle ground with people. Yeah. Like when you like, when you just li- like, I don't know, I feel like people hate listening to the ops. Like people hate listening to people that like uh, oppose them in any form or fashion. But that's also how- Is that I- what ops means? Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> I, I'm so white. Little, little, little side <laughs> tangent, man. It's it's super, super funny, bro. Because like I've heard so many people like not from whatever 
cut cloth that is, you know. I heard so many people I know that don't move like that use that term, and I always ask people like what they think it means, mm. and like they literally don't know. I'm They're like just, spec ops, right? So yeah. I'm just like fucking night vision I've goggles. Had tell me operations. I've had people tell me opponents. Opponents is close enough, sure. but it does. It literally stands for opposition, right? And okay. so, but like another way we are using it now, like at least I've been using it now, is opportunities. Mm. It's like that. Like when we first start using opportunities, it was, when we first start using opportunities, it wasn't like because of some good shit. It was like, what's the opportunity to rob somebody or opportunity to do some mm-hmm. horrible shit, you know? But now I'm starting to look at it to take it back to what I was talking about of listening to people. Like, mm. somebody that you that opposes you, bro, is an opportunity for a middle ground. Absolutely. I personally feel like. I think that's... Like, no, I think that's a, a really good point. I think that's a really good point. But we are actually going to take a real quick commercial break and we will be right back with the Oh, yo, break. commercial are... breaks? Oh, shit. I'm on TV, mom. Stickers, <laughs> 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 Ninja. The more StickerNinja.com stickers can advertise your band, but how about your business, your event, or yourself? Sticker Ninja has a sticker to fit your need. Sticker business cards, bulk label stickers for your startup product, classic bumper stickers, and stickers in any shape or size for your art. Locally made, high-quality vinyl in full color, UV and water-resistant. You design it, they print it, you stick it to the man. And right now, if you use the code SPR10, you get 10% off your order with free domestic shipping. Sticker Ninja's got you covered, and using SPR10 gives you an even sweeter deal. Check out StickerNinja.com and use SPR10 today. Sticker Ninja! And we are back with the smoke break. We are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. And every Saturday uh, whenever we pop up. So keep an eye out for that <laughs> on uh, on Facebook Live. So welcome back. We are actually going to introduce our next co- topic with uh, Zaiku. So uh, go ahead and hit us with that knowledge because I know yeah. you got it. I know yeah. you got it. So the topic that I want to talk about in uh, the spirit of mental health is the mental health of people of color, specifically black people, when we have um, an interaction with somebody adopting or appropriating some other culture, when it's ours or somebody else's. Like our processes for that, how it makes us feel, and then like the respect we will, what we would like to see given to that because it's different for everybody. So if I, so your question I believe is, uh, so if I see appropriation, like how does that make me feel? And if pro- it's going to happen, what is the best way to go about it? Yeah, what's your How can white girls with dreads wear dreads and not get <laughs> shit? This, this, is, this is what we're trying to get to. Not, yeah, for, your, not for the white girls, but for our mental health. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is for me. This is for me, not for you. Uh, <laughs> I don't have dreads, so uh, I guess I'll let, I'll let one of y'all speak on it. Well, shit, man. It's. I it's, think they look good. It's, it's, you know, don't tell anybody. Don't tell the black community. I said, don't put that in the Portland. Oh, <laughs> man, we cannot put that in the ether on black cut people. It, cut it, cut it. So, so this is the thing for me. I feel like there's a really fine line between appreciation and appropriation, and I, I'm gonna give you two examples. And we'll we'll look at uh, we'll look at white or white passing women with dreadlocks, or or just people in general. Mm-hmm. So. I, we all know plenty of people who they just love the aesthetic. They just think it looks cool. Mm -hmm. So they want to do it. It boosts their ego. It makes them feel better about themselves. And it makes sense because locks are really fucking cool. They're really beautiful. You know what I'm saying? They be popping. But then, so that's, that's like obvious blatant appropriation. I don't have uh, respect for that. I have empathy for it. I understand that our culture is like fire. I get it. As fuck. (laughs) But at the same time, I don't respect it. What I do have more openness to observe is, let's say, a white passing person who is maybe of native descent, um, any type of Afro or Latino, Mexican. I I don't know how to say the right things these days. (laughs) Um, But someone who is of Even we don't know what's PC anymore. (laughs) Right. But let's let's just say they have a person of color in their family who who they grew up around who wore dreadlocks. And it's their favorite uncle. They spent their whole life growing up, like having, you know, their their uncle's hair is their favorite part of them. It's it's in the family. You know what I'm saying? It's a part of that family culture. When I see that, and then when I see that person to grow up and get their own set of locks as a white passing person, the first thing that I feel like I need to do if I see someone who to me looks white and has locks, I'm gonna ask them their history. 
I'm going to ask them who their family is. I'm going to ask them why they have them. And if, if it's about how it looks, I'm not having it. If it's about lineage, if it's about culture, if it's about respect and honoring like the legacy of what's come before, I fuck with it. Yeah, I think I'm the exact same way, especially when it comes to dreads. And I think to like apply that to like other things, the 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 real reality um, to me is not the real reality. The real like thing that makes me feel comfortable is being able and willing to answer my questions, right? Like, because if we're talking about this in regards for black mental health or mental health of people of color. I think in almost all spaces of cultural appropriation, speaking from our perspective, when I see it, it's like, fuck, like, do you know what you're doing? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, like, and if, it's like, if you do know what you're doing, then hats off to you. You get what I mean? Like, I'm not going to take it from you. If you can answer to me what you're doing. But I These do, three questions, they're yeah. just riddles, like mm-hmm. dread riddles. Right, it could be, right. I mean, some people might. Some people might have, you know what I'm saying, where did the dread start? Where does it end? You know what I mean? The, Ooh, answer, damn. Is, <laughs> the answer is the scout. The answer is the roots. The answer is the roots. The answer is the roots. <laughs> but nah, um, damn, drop some knowledge on y'all. <laughs> but nah, but I think in... Um, Improv and riddles. <laughs> <laughs> it all starts with roots. What? But I the think movie? it could be... Uh, Anything, man. I think it could be um, any question that anybody has. You know what I mean? I feel like you just have to be, if you know you are outside of that culture, you have to be willing to answer that question, right? Yeah. I feel like I have gone to, for example, like to put myself in that same space, right? Like my father's Jamaican, right? I have no real connection to Jamaican culture other than his blood. So then it's like when I go meet my peoples back in New York and stuff, they always ask me like, "What? Like, why do I have dress? Why do I have dress?" And it's the it's the same thing. Like it's the same yeah context. Same comps. Yeah, because yeah. they're like, "Yo, like I get you think it's cool and blah blah blah, but like, it means these things." Yeah. And then I tell them though that like that's why I do it. Like yeah. I and and I also tell them like your feeling about it. Like you can ask me all them questions. Like I'm not offended that you want to ask me those yeah. questions. I feel like it makes me feel good to know. I have the answers to put you in the space to be mm-hmm. comfortable with seeing it, right? Yeah, so it's yeah, like, absolutely. I think that that's really the solution to it. Cause, like, if you doing anything, whether it's like dreads, braids, whether you're fucking doing the henna from, um, how do you feel about white girls with uh, cornrows? Nah, seriously, bro, seriously. If you can tell me that why aren't you, MMA fighters, if you can tell me why you did that <laughs> shit and you can answer me for real, for real, why you did that shit, and I and it, it, it ain't no goofy ass shit like Shawty from the hood used to do it for me, yeah, or some yeah. goofy ass, um, so my mom did some really small French braids or my mom like, used uh-oh. to date black dudes or my Ooh, mom used to God. have black friends well, if it ain't if it ain't nothing with a black person gave you the card to do so yeah uh, i'm cool with so we get we can't so that the, i can't give out any more black nah, cards bro. Hey, that black okay. card shit needs to die yo, okay like. yo real quick i just need y'all to know this is something i have on my soul Back when I was a teenager, like 18 or something. I was printing up black cards <laughs> like they were fake IDs. Even, even worse, I was having whole ass ceremonies where I would sit oh. the white homies oh. down. I would. It was a whole Bless thing. Bless them? <clears throat> nigga. Oh, I no. I like you in the name of nigga Cut I, the stream. Cut the stream. <laughs> I said, y'all have official permission from an, a real life black person. <laughs> To say nigga. Bro, you oh, man. Beat the fuck up a couple oh, times. Oh, man. I mean, you gave him a ceremony, which is more than I gave my black Bro, friends. Do you know how mad I would be if a nigga was telling me, no, nah, man, my boy Malik, man, Malik gave me the ceremony. <laughs> the ceremony, yeah, the nigga. Ceremony. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, it was, it was is a lot. It was called the niggification ceremony. It was, yeah, nah, it was a real yeah, thing. Yeah, nah, y'all got to go. You got uh, to go with nah, this shit. Hey, I'm, I'm decolonized now. It's man. all good. And you know, it's so funny, though, bro. I remember. Man, I remember I had a friend in Texas, bro. <laughs> I had a friend in Texas. His name was Matt. He was like a freestyle battle rapper in the school. He's he was one of the people that got me to rap, though. Okay. Um, but bro, <laughs> bro used to freestyle, man, and he used to go in. He used to ro- we used to roast people. You know what I'm saying? He used to cook people up and shit, bro. And he had some jokes and shit, man. And one time he had this one line about this one kid. He's like, "You're whiter than me." Something, something. I should say, nigga. Something. Ooh. We shut that whole battle rap shit down for the rest of the school year. We was like, none of that, bro. None of that. And it's like, it's, it's funny though, cause like he's he. I remember him in that moment saying, but like he's like, shit. I thought y'all would be, you know, whatever, whatever. Like we we do this battle rap. I thought we we'd be yeah. cool with it. Like for we do not give out passes to your white ass for yeah. there's no. I uh, <laughs> I remember I remember um you know because I had I had white friends if you guys mm-hmm. can believe it uh, no way yeah I know I know it's crazy uh, yeah I know it's really <laughs> astounding really um 
I, uh, I grew up in a small white town, and uh, yeah, I remember I was, you know, I was hanging out with the homies, and uh, there was, I don't remember how it happened. Uh, th- yeah, I do. Um, I had gotten the nickname uh, Nesquik Nigga. Oh. Uh, I know. And niggas, was, white people was calling you that? Oh, this we, we were, yeah, 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 yeah. We were fist bumping, you know, they're like, Nesquik, and I was like, dope, that's me, and if the, if them calling me Nesquik Nigga wasn't already racist enough, they called me Nesquik because it's uh, white milk that's trying to be chocolate. Oh, uh, all the levels, all the levels, all the offense. You know, yeah, there's a black to Jesus I'm going to have to right answer now. to for that. But you know something that's so interesting to me? Like, going back to the, the thing we were saying earlier, um, that's something that I learned, bro, that that experience is, is very real in this region. That experience mm-hmm. is very, and it's not y'all fault. There's no, it's like no blame or dis- <laughs> it's like I'm just trying to fit in, guys. No, seriously, though, it's, right. like a, it's a survival mentality. It's a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very real, like, I wish... There was more psychological studies done on black people from this region. Yeah. I feel like there is a lot to understand about internalized racism mm-hmm. and about like protecting yourself mm-hmm. from whiteness by being anti-black almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, yeah like, sure, sure. You know what I mean? That's like absolutely. It's it's, it's something to it, bro. Because it's like it's it's it's, it's moving to me. Because it's like man, like not only could I I couldn't fathom that shit. Like mm-hmm. I know for a fact there are white people who like take take that steel to this day. You get what I mean? Like, they're yeah. still carrying yeah, that. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Like, oh, Yo, no. My I'm... friend said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm cool with black people. Like, I had a friend we used to call Nesquik nigga. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, like there's, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, well, when you, know... you say it, it sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but that's, my, that's my thing, though, man. I think, like, what people don't understand, man, is that, like, even, like, with the conversation of cultural appropriation, there are so many things that go into the mental health where there's, like, the security, the emotional security mm. of black and brown people, people of color. They're like, bro, it's, it's deep. Like, it's shit that we do that's so subconscious that's like you could not explain to your teenage self why that was not okay but yeah. they could you know what i'm saying but like yeah. you could feel why you were doing it mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying like there's a like you it's innate it's yeah. deep within yeah. you why well, you know what I, i'm saying i think a lot of the reason why that's why yeah it was definitely it was like survival it was just like you know i'm like i'm surrounded by white people if i don't laugh at myself they'll just laugh at me mm-hmm. so it's yeah. like mm-hmm. You know, if they're going to say if they're going to say nigga regardless, at least I have the power of giving them the pass. And right. Go, go ahead. I wanna. Uh, no, I mean, I feel the same way. And then fucking like the lights turn off and, you know, someone's going to say it. And you're like, oh, where'd Malik go? Smile so we can smile so we can. It's like, yeah. dude, I'm fucking red bone. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. I'm not even yeah. dark like that. Yeah. It's crazy because it's like in, like in Texas, like there's the flip to that was that like we running through their whole neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what's about to happen, and, and that that has happened. Like I have been in spaces where like white people was driving through the neighborhood in pickup trucks, like with their kids in the back and shit, like ready to fight the mm-hmm. black neighborhood because mm-hmm. their sons got the ass kicked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, it, it's it's that shit really do happen. But then it's like out here, there's nowhere, there's no way y'all can do that and survive. So yeah. then it's like, what is your defense mechanism? What yeah. is your humor? And, yeah, and but I, I think man, what's so crazy is that like. For you, that's a defense mechanism. For the people that's on the other side of that, for the white people on the other side of that, that is some of the most overt racist behavior. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, these are some of the same people that probably to this day listen to rap music. Mm-hmm. They probably to this day will come to your show. They probably yeah. to the, you know what I mean? So well, like, I mean, I think a lot of that racism too is just like understanding that like a lot of people aren't ill-intentioned. I think a lot of people don't. I really, I genuinely, I, you, you look like you're just like, I will fight you on this. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't because I think like, they, there's there's a certain amount of like I don't realize I'm fucking up and there's a certain amount of like I've told you that you're fucking up therefore at this point you now have to make a decision whether or not to acknowledge my feelings or to fucking ignore them but I think that there's a lot of shit that like coming from a small town like I would say that like I have had a, a very unique experience being both black and white and growing up in white places and you know later in life spending time around black folk like I understand where everybody's coming from. I understand why white people are like, yo, why can't I say it? I understand why black people are like, don't fucking say it. You know, like I, I understand that. And I think that, you know, there needs to just be like a certain amount of like compassion to like, because the thing is is that you take people who aren't racist and you make them out to be racist and then you almost create racists. Yeah, that's true. Mm. That's true. I definitely feel like coming out here, uh, especially with the protests, like that's something that like I have learned is that like a lot of the time on the other side of the fence is just ignorance and lack of experience. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. it's not ill intent, but I feel like the only sometimes that is a scapegoat for scapegoat, people yeah, who, sure. who have like 
I'm in the comedy scene. I, was, I didn't mean anything by it. It was yeah, a joke. And that's know. and that's where it's like, no, no, no. You know that it's a problem and you're fucking ignoring yeah, it. And that's a know. different situation. So it's like, I, I, I do, but I do also, I do agree that I do, it takes a level of compassion to really like find the middle ground there. And I do believe that like a lot of times it's just ignorance and lack of experience. Yeah. Like most motherfuckers just don't like, I did not know you would feel that way, bro. Cause like, yeah. I've never met somebody who would possibly feel that way. Yeah. Exactly. People do well socially as much as they know how to. Yeah. Until, they realize that they're not doing good enough and they have to be accountable mm-hmm. and do something different. Yeah, man, that's something like coming out here like with the, the trans community is like a real experience I had. I was like, I thought I was doing good, but <laughs> motherfuckers let me know I was not. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> you can always do better. Yeah, you can yeah, always you do better. So then it's like at that point though, it's like I have to choose to, I have to make that decision. Like I'm going to be less problematic in the things I say, the jokes I make, the memes I share and stuff. You yeah, know, like, and it'd be, it be little shit that can make a huge difference because I don't share yeah. certain memes, now I don't make certain jokes, now I don't offend certain people. Exactly. And you know what that Absolutely. makes me think of? It's a lot easier for us to decide to not say certain things and do certain things than for other people who are hurt by those things to have to just take it. Yeah, it is. So much absolutely, easier. absolutely. So much Perfect. So we're going to take a real quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the smoke break. We're Hi, Mom. Bye, Shady Mom. Pines Hi, Radio. Uh, every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. Pretty Dope Experience Radio as well and live on Facebook on Saturdays. All righty, all righty. Is there any more? What are we doing? All right, it's man. amazing how many shows you can find on Shady Pines Radio and so many great shows. I just discovered a show on Wednesday at 1 to 2 p.m. and it's called Fuzz Yeah! Wow, Fuzz Yeah! Do you know what that means? What's that mean? I don't know. Bear Dog is the DJ. I hear he is playing hidden vinyl gems from all around the globe, too. Wow. I got to tune in on Wednesday at 1 p.m. and, and listen to what has been happening on Shady Pines Radio. And we are back with a smoke break every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio, Pretty Dope Experience Radio, and live on Facebook on Saturdays. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Malik Rayshon. What's poppin'? And Zaiku. What's good, y'all? What's good? Hi, Mom. Bye, Mom. Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, we're actually going to do uh, the the joke break. I know. We've been joking. We've been laughing. Uh, but we got we to gotta, we gotta take a break yeah, from all this heavy race stuff. Uh, <laughs> the white guilt, I can feel it. You can cut it with a knife. Oh, um, but, yeah, we're going to ask you a real quick question. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's get it. Let's get it. So, in what ways do you sabotage yourself? I, I can't fucking handle this right now. I, uh, <laughs> definitely by being um, Definitely by being a lot of myself. Like I bring a lot of my energy to something, and sometimes it's like I have I I I can tell myself like yo that's how you feel that's where you're coming from, and then not give a fuck about anybody else's mm. space because I feel so offended or some shit. So, and I know yeah. that's self sabotaging, but sometimes I don't give a fuck. I'm like, hey, meet me outside. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's like, but I know that that shit can be destructive. So, uh, <laughs> like, as far as like just getting in physical confrontations, you feel like that's self sabotaging? Yeah, not so much the just the physicality of it, but definitely like I I know fights don't solve anything. Yeah, you know I mean they just feel mm-hmm. good in a bitch. So it's like, it's like I know for a fact like I never gonna be friends with bro if I be you know what I mean. Like I know for like this should have never go better than this now that this has happened. But yeah. like at the same time though, like when it comes to the physicality of shit, like people need to get the shit slapped out of them sometimes. Absolutely, I firm believe. Like, oh, yes. yeah. I don't ass, think you should beat your kids, but I do think that you should just pop them just yeah. one time. A you quick know? ass, but you can tell like a, way you know, like a, pop, a backhand you know? in their life. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, a mama's backhand will change some shit, bro. And it's oh, a lot absolutely. of white people saying nigga that Yeah. You know, quick absolutely. ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like undercover brother. Oh me, bro. I say, man. But no, yeah, yeah. Just being a lot of myself. Yeah, you know? being, being a lot of yourself. What, uh, in, in what other ways do you think that, uh, you know, you being a lot of yourself, do you think like uh, just the like the energy you bring? What's what's the kind of an example of the energy that you bring that uh, you feel like might be overwhelming to somebody? I feel like, I'm not necessarily overwhelming. Like, for example, right, there is a group of guys out here that uh, make music and stuff. I'm not going to drop names or whatever. But I was in their music group when it first started. Um, and then we had like a manager. Um, this chick out, this female, this woman, I don't know the, mm. the proper term. I don't want to be problematic, sure. you know, but this, <laughs> this person, but, yeah, this person, this person, she was, um, she was our manager and then me and her start hooking up or whatever. That shit brought drama into the group and everything. It got toxic as hell. But I took a step back. I was like, Hey, yo, you know what I mean? Like I acknowledge that, like, because I start fucking with Charlotte that's fuck stuff up. So what do we, but what do y'all want to do about it? Y'all want me to step out the group or what y'all want to do? We had decided as the three of us that we were going to tell Shawty that we didn't want her to be her ma- our manager anymore because they also didn't want me to not fuck with her. They were like, we ain't trying to stop that, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like that shit kind of 
So Fuck they worked. It. They worked with you, on right? It. All right. Until so we had a conversation. Ooh. She was cool. We worked it out. We decided whatever that she we wasn't gonna do that. But she didn't take it the right way um, because she thought it was kind of blindsided. So then she called him. Said, hey, what's this about? They switched the story up. They were like, we never said we were gonna do that. Oh, that's cool. But then we ended up like getting shit together again at this event and sure. we decided to decide we were gonna do that and then we were gonna like work together and keep like uh, I was gonna keep making music with him. By like two weeks after that, three weeks after that, I find out like because I got a song with the niggas and shit. I find out I'm off the song and niggas done kicked me out the group, but niggas ain't told me nothing. Oh, niggas ain't wow. told me nothing about nothing, bro. So like for like the longest, like I've been telling niggas, I told them when I found out the shit, I hit them up in the DMs and whatever. I told them like I'm not fuck with y'all, bro. Like, don't see me and think it's gravy, folks. Like y'all know how I'm coming, y'all know how I'm built, y'all know mm-hmm. what I be talking about. Like don't see me and think shit finna be cool. And then um, I did see one of them niggas. I seen them at the uh, an event. One of the June Teeth events last year, we performed the same event. Mm-hmm. Niggas was like, what's up? I'm like, bro, nigga, don't even talk to me, bro. I told y'all what it is. Like, you look we at this event. Or I, it really phased, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, that made me feel disrespected. But it wasn't even on none of that. And then um, I saw one of them at a train station. And bro would, came up to dap me up. I was having a bad morning, too. Mm-hmm. Bro came to dap me up and was like, um, uh, was like he, he came. He was like, what's, what's up, bro? I looked at that nigga. I was like, bro, you know what, like, you already know. I've been mm-hmm. telling you what it is. But then, like, the literal, like, hour later, I was thinking in my head, I was like, man, that's me, me being me again. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. bro, like, he didn't have to. He, he yeah. clearly already knew what it was. Yeah. There's a reason he, he felt the need, you yeah. know what I'm saying, yeah. to do that. And uh, I st- I'm going to reach out to bro soon. I still yeah. haven't. But please it's do. like, please do. Uh, just acknowledging it's like, man, that was me there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, absolutely. He, it wasn't no whatever had happened, good. whatever, whatever. It's, yeah. it's all it's all whatever at this point. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, whatever, who whoever's holding on to what, it's on them. Yeah. I'm the one still clearly holding on to this yeah, shit. So absolutely. it's like, no, that's... having to just be like, oh, man. But then in that moment, I had the same discernment. I was like, bro, fuck this nigga. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's me absolutely. like being too much of me. So it's like... No, I see that. I see that. I think it's really easy to hold on when you've been disrespected, though. Yeah. I guess yeah. for me, that's something I struggle with. Like, Yeah. If, in what if, ways do you sabotage yourself? Um, hmm, I would say just like not taking care of my body. Okay. Okay. And my my not taking care of my mind and my body. Yeah. And I think for me, I'm so addicted to things that feel good to do, which nine times out of ten looks like me staying up until five, six in the morning in the studio, making music, making videos, whatever, playing video games. And then I wake up the next day with when the sun comes out. I can't not wake up when the sun comes out for some sure, reason. Sure, sure. And I just feel like shit. And then I don't want to do anything that day. I don't go to the gym. I barely eat. And I'm like, okay, well, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. I could probably like get in the studio now. Hungry as fuck, dehydrated, sweating, yeah. no and shit, yeah. all that shit. Exactly what you mean. And yeah. it's just like, I would be able to show up at such a higher level. Yeah. In all the different spaces that I'm in, if I was putting that same amount of effort into making sure that I'm taking care of, making sure I got food in my belly. Yeah, that you're going sure, to bed at a decent time. Man, like, I just I just don't go to bed. I just take a nap when the sun comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, no, that's, that's probably a good way to put it. It's a terrible thing to do, but a great way to put it. It's, it's terrible. So I, I would say, like, for me, putting pleasure in front of, at the absolute forefront, that's the same reason I was addicted to weed. That's the same reason I'm probably still addicted to sex. Um, you know, it's 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 really difficult to say like my needs that are going to allow myself to live and to live well mm-hmm. are more important than just whatever's in this moment. Like I can get bro. back in the studio tomorrow when I'm rested and when I'm full. On that yeah. note, bro, I have I literally like just recently almost fucked myself into a heart attack. You ever like, cause I'm addicted to sex too, bro. You ever get to that point, not to be TMI or whatever, bro. You get to that point where your body, like you're about to come, but your body won't let you cause you like either have come too much that day or you're like tired and shit. I've never been there. What? But, but go bro, on. Bro, so there is this point, like if I've come like two or three times that day, the third or fourth one, like it strains my body. Like, I can Ooh. feel my muscles like, Ugh, like trying to make you come and shit. <laughs> Gotta make something, otherwise yeah. he's not gonna stop. Exactly, exactly. Right? So, so, <laughs> So I have the same thing though, like, cause uh, I'm like a diet, like medically diagnosed nymphomaniacs. I have like libido issues and shit, right? Mm-hmm. But I got the same thing where like I don't have that ability to say, well, I get, he, my body is saying this, so we're gonna do this, right? Like, I don't have the ability. Like, nah, this shit for a one. So then <laughs> I, I I forced it out, bro, and legitimately, 
felt my muscles were spasming. My heart like felt like it stopped beating. <laughs> my my sound, my ears went numb. My feet and hands went numb. Ooh, but like no. I'm laying on the bed, like fuck it. Hey, you know what I mean? Like, shit, hey, God, That's the price. You know what I mean? God calling me home. You know what I'm saying? God calling me. Die doing what I love. Uh, wow. Uh, that's wow. wow. That's wild. So, um, Malik said they ain't been there, but I feel you, Malik. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like I got work to do. Yeah, I yeah, got yeah, work harder. To yeah, to yeah. You know. Dream, dream, dream bigger, dream bigger. Um, I guess in the ways that I sabotage myself, um, I guess it is, I guess a lot of times I, uh, I put myself in positions where I'll fail and then the failure is because I created the failure, mm. you know? And it's like, I didn't, I didn't technically fail. I, you know, lost on purpose, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it's, I feel like that's, uh, that's something that I, I catch myself doing like a lot is, uh, Powerful. It's fucking. It feel. I feel powerless to it, um, because yeah, it's just. It's. It's almost like a control thing, you know. It's just like you know, like I didn't lose this. I took this away from myself, you know. Like and and it's yeah. It it gets to like like a toxic point where it's like, you know, it's it's basically taking the things that I care the the most about and and being like, all right, cool. Uh, that's gone. So now it can't be taken away because it's like I feel like my biggest thing whenever I have anything is worrying about when I'm going to lose it, which makes fucking having anything pretty much become pointless. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, why would I, why would I get more stuff? I'm already afraid of losing the stuff that I have. And if I have more stuff, that's just more stuff to be afraid of losing, you know? So it's like, uh, yeah, just, I guess it's just, it's, it's catching myself and, and realizing that that's, that that's like a, a, a pattern that I have. Um, I guess with you, Malik, is there anything that you, you have that, that you kind of catch yourself like, intentionally sabotaging that way you you can't lose it or do you do you protect the things that you create very very um with a lot of intention i think a pattern that i've noticed is i will create a space with intention and i'll show up really really good in that space for like a month maybe two months we're coming up on two months <laughs> fuck um and then i don't know i think i think i start to recognize like okay this is a thing that's happening um and and that's also why i'm trying to be really consistent with like my music and my video output because it's getting to that point now uh three videos in a row i got something else coming out on wednesday this is where i would drop the ball yeah. this is where i'm like this is this is an actual thing that's happening now i'm just going to not show up and i don't know if it's a conscious decision as much as it's like a subconscious inability to follow through with something really fucking good um and i i feel like i'm only just now starting to be at this stage of my life where everything that's going on every space that i'm in is a space that i want and need to be in so this is like uncharted uncharted territory and um yeah i i, I don't want to fuck anything up but just looking back at how I've self-sabotaged in the past. Yeah. It's that, you know, strong start and fizzle out. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Do you uh, catch yourself self-sabotaging in the sense of, like, yeah, control? I definitely, um, there are definitely things that, like, are times, especially recently, where I find myself, like, like, I find myself, like, creating these, like, enemies in a space. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Where it's, like, so like I'll know like oh like uh, somebody's gonna be there and we have this experience or these people know this person so they're probably gonna have this these people know this person so they're probably gonna have this like perspective or disposition of me or whatever whatever and like creating all of these like obstacles to like overcome yeah. and then like well I feel like it's, it becomes like a control thing where it's like I'm not failing these people are making it so no, I can't exactly right and then I get to the point where I'm like I'm just not fucking with none of that you know what I mean where it's like I, I won't even show up I won't even go. Um, I've had a couple of events recently that have passed where people are like, oh man, you gotta come out. Um, and like the thesis thing, like people mm -hmm. are like, oh, you gotta come to the thesis. But mm -hmm. I'm like, who's gonna be in that, John? And I hear the names, I'm like, nah, it's probably gonna, ooh, whatever, whatever. But I, but I know, like, that's me though. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I ain't even gone into that space. Yeah. But I think that I also, like, it's hard, like, when you say sabotage, like, sometimes it's like, I wonder if we've learned how to sabotage ourselves from being sabotaged. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so it's like, yeah, you are doing it to yourself now, but are you were you the first? 
or like has things happened to you where like you've had that experience enough where now you know how to set yourself up for it where nobody yeah. else has that power to do it to. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. No, I think that, uh, you know, being being aware of like when things are shitty and acknowledging that, I think that that's incredibly important. But I also think it's incredibly important to, to realize like this is something that I've put on myself. Yeah. This is this is a restriction that I put on myself uh, with. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess uh, real quick before we go to commercial break, uh, we got thirty more seconds. What uh, what do you think is just the the cause of of, of sabotage, self sabotage? Um, you go first. I would say not feeling worthy. Yeah, you know? I'm about to say self worth, self value, self appreciation, you know, self esteem. I think just how much you love yourself will determine how much you want to see yourself win. I think that we all say, oh, we love ourselves, but that shit is hard, bro. Mm-hmm. That's the, you know what I mean? Like loving yourself, especially when you got so many things on your phone and the world telling you not to, it's hard to look at yourself and be like, I love you. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and I want you to be should. great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's hard to say those things. Absolutely. Well, perfect. We're going to go to do commercial break and we will be right back with Hi, the Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Sing along. Here's just some of the shows on ShadyPinesRadio.com. So the Mondays, Outlaws, and Rebels, Mood Swings, and Forget-Me-Nods. On Island Radiocracy, Queer Air, and Bone with the Plum. Lloyd has a feather in his and a business and a piece for your cochlea. Good Mid-Morning, Cooper's Records Club, Groovy Tunes, and Travel Also. Next stop, Jupiter, at Sharon Tangletown, at the Rotary Hour. Andres, yourself, the Gen X Files, Excel, and the way we get by. The Scour Hour, the Weekly Mood. And we are back with the smoke break. We are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. You can catch us live on Saturdays. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Malik Rayshon. Let's pop in. And Zaiku. What's good, guys? Let's do it. So we are at our last portion of the smoke break, last 15 minutes, where I love to ask the question, what are you excited for? Uh, so we're going to mm. take about five minutes each to talk about what we're excited for, and then we'll fucking get the hell out of here and smoke some more weed. I'll let Woo. you guys go first. All right. Well, I I never go first, uh, so I'll I can't handle first, it. I'll go first, guys. Ray. Don't worry Rayshon. about it. What's I was blacking it up just because Zaiku is here. Yeah, <laughs> just ignore me, fucking. A. Um. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to be back in Portland, man. I miss my home. I was away for two weeks, and I'm not a guy that can be away from home. For You're not. You, you can't all. be away from your studio. That's what it is. That's what it is. The studio is the home. I don't mm. give a fuck about my. Be- okay, I, I do love my bed. I don't be sleeping, but I love my bed. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to be back home. I'm excited to be in a space of experiencing abundance, uh, abundance of connection, abundance of ops opportunities, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. opportunities, a lack of ops as in oppositions. Hey, callback. <laughs> and when school starts back up uh, for the kids, I get a dollar fifty raise. So hey, you know what I'm saying? That's what's up. That's I'm what's up. I'm gonna be just a little bit less financially responsible. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I was like, that's that's not an improvement. That just means I have more room to fall. Uh, <laughs> and, and finally, the the last thing is that I'm excited about some of the new content that I'm working on for my YouTube channel. I'm not gonna say nothing about it right now. Maybe you'll hear about it a little bit next week. Okay. Wait on it. Wait on it. Dope. Uh, so you're excited about um, so Georgia? Tell me what was you, what was your uh, what was your favorite memory uh, in three words or less? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, my favorite memory was definitely I went on like a nature walk with my sister and our dog, and there was a moment like when you say loves, your dog, was it like uh, your childhood dog or he's uh, we got him around the time I was probably like 18 or okay. so, something okay. like that. Your adulthood dog. My adulthood dog, and then he moved to Georgia with my sister. Okay. Um, and he loves water, right? So we're we're doing a nature walk and we're heading back to the house, and he stops and just decides he's gonna go lay in the water. <laughs> So he's just chilling, like laying in the water, playing with his ball, and he's just so content. Like I need that in my life, right there. Yeah, no, for real. Like I I admire him so much. Billy Jean. Complicated things. His name's Billy Jean, and that boy, he has the key to life. All you need is your ball, nice little body of water. Yeah. That's it. All right, goddamn. Well, uh, that's that's the smoke break. We don't have to do anymore because, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> we figured out the keys to life. Uh, <laughs> no, that's super dope. That's super dope. Um, are you a dog person or a cat person? I love dogs. 
Like, I grew up with dogs. I like dogs more than humans 75% of the time. That's fair. But <sighs> cats are cool. Cats are cool. So, I guess. So, uh, okay, that's a reluctant cat person, and that's called a dog person. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> called a dog I'm, a, I'm a definitely a dog person. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Sorry, I was just trying to stretch time. Uh, Zyke, <laughs> uh, what are you excited for? Uh, what am I excited for? Um, man, that's a, not much, but um, my daughters, um, both of their birthdays are coming up soon. Uh, one will be four, one will be one. Okay. Um, okay. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. That's Excited awesome. about that. Um, seeing them grow, seeing them become, you know, more, more, more. They like more, humans. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. more and more human every day is just cool. Um, What's been like the experience of like being a father for you? Is it has it been uh, everything you thought? Is it was it not as scary as you thought? Is it scarier than you thought? <laughs> it's uh, it's never it's not as scary as I thought at all. It's not scary at all. It's 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 really really awesome. I think that the only time. It is scary when you really don't want to do it, um, and you know you have no choice. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's anything. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, so I think that's what makes it scary. But I don't think it's scary. Um, but no, it has not been what I thought it was going to be. My relationship with their mothers is not good, um, and so it's like that is something I just never expected. I am a very, I'm very big about like I want to make it better or make, yeah. Like I, I used to be super toxic. Um, had my first daughter, um, and just literally. Held the shit to my face, like we said earlier. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. really was like, be better, bro. Um, and so, in that, with wanting to hold that up, like, it's frustrating to me that I can't seem to figure that out with their moms. I can't seem to figure out how to build a bridge. But that's just because both of them don't really like me. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> not, just not, didn't, you didn't expect it. Like, how you have babies with somebody you don't like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like a yeah. barrier. Like, all oh, this shit is just shit that I didn't expect. But I will say, though, um, that it has been one of the most eye-opening experiences, especially in the space of accountability and self-growth. I feel like if you are a man, a cis hetero man, and you have a daughter, like you have to undo shit. Like you have yes. to, or like you're going to be a bad father. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. just there's just no choice in the matter. So I think that that is something that like I needed. You know what I mean? Like I was. What's like the biggest piece of reprogramming as like a cis het? Male. Understanding that um, a woman's value has nothing to do with the relationship with the man, like it has no relationship to any man, masculinity, anything. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that was something that I didn't realize how deep it went, how much I affiliated the value of a femme person with their proximity to a male masculinity or being in a relationship with the man. Like, yeah, yeah, to the point where like you, I almost like did not consider lesbian women in like my thought of women. You know mm. what I mean? Whereas like. You know what I mean? Like little shit, like that's a big thing. But like the subconscious nature of it was yeah. like shit that I wasn't, I wasn't consciously tuning them out. But then realizing like, oh, that's because they don't fuck, they don't date dudes. Like they, I, I yeah. have no reason to consider them, and that's toxic as shit. You yeah, know I mean? yeah. So but like, I mean, like I think coming to that realization, you know, and even being able to admit admit that, like you yeah. know, that takes a lot. You yeah, know? Def- like coming to that realization is one thing. Being able to admit that realization is a, is a completely yeah, other bro. thing. Mm-hmm. Looking at my daughters, bro, I'll be like, man, if I, I be, I'm I go through this process because I never want them to talk to the person I used to be. So it's like, I don't want y'all to know. Hey, you know that's I mean? good. Like, that's I don't good. want I like y'all that. to ever like have anything to feel. I don't want y'all to know shit about the old me. So it's like, I'm going to kill him off before yeah. y'all get to the space where y'all can really ask me questions. So by that time, when you ask me real questions, I got real responsible, like good answers for you. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Would you say being a dad has helped you be more accountable in your life? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I think being a father is what made me care about accountability so much because mm-hmm. it was like, the first thing I, I I could not point fingers at nobody else around my daughter if I wasn't the best thing for her. And so it was like, if I'm Damn. not in the space where like I know for a fact if she's with me, this is the best space for her. So like if I let you babysit or if you have a proximity around her and it's not up to my standards, I can't really point that finger at you if my standards yeah. ain't shit. You know what absolutely, I'm saying? So absolutely. Like, just trying to be cut because like, there's also like that level of being like, you know, your shit don't stink. Right. And so it's like trying to also stay away from that because I'm a man. So it's like there are certain things that like I cannot provide these young girls, you know, what mm-hmm. I mean, when it comes to perspective and experience. Like not to be like I believe in gender roles too much, but I do know my gender identity and I don't know yeah. if theirs yet. But you, you know the the limit of what you can teach, exactly. you know, and you know that's I mean? that's yeah, I don't think that's putting anybody in a role. I think it's just understanding your own. Exactly. Right. And so it's like. Trying to like, you know, remind myself that like, hey, like you're not gonna have it figured out. But if you're trying to be the best and you're really like 
are accountable and putting real effort into being the best, then she will have the best experience because you'll make sure of it. And I do believe both of their mothers. I like as much as they don't like me. I think that nobody else should be their mothers but them. So it's mm. like I know I can trust them to do that. So yeah. it's like getting my space to the space where I can trust myself to do that. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's super dope. I love that when you talk about their moms, it's not from a place of like spite or yeah. malice or anything like that. Yeah, bro. Like it's definitely like I am frustrated with them. You know what I mean? But I know for a fact like that's toxic. You know what I mean? Like there's no like for when I made a child with these women. So it's like there's no need to act like they weren't attractive or whatever, whatever before it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm not going to do that. And then it's like everybody like our personal experience with each other in far as our relationship doesn't really play into parenting unless we allow it to mm -hmm. and so it's like the one way i'm not going to allow it to play into parenting is like like negativity so it's like i might be frustrated with their mothers but i'm not frustrated with them or their mother's parenting of them you get what i mean like i'm yeah, frustrated yeah. with your mother but not how she is raising you so yeah, it's like yeah. never like, am i your gonna, mama ain't shit type shit, shit you know what i'm saying yeah, like that yeah, shit ain't yeah. really cool because it's like is, is she not shit to me possibly but like, like is she not shit to me? Possibly, but that's not even true. But like, I could, I could feel that way and still be like, but she's a great mom. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, absolutely. And you got to be able to have that discernment. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Zane, what are you excited for? Man, I'm glad I didn't have to prompt that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching the live stream, uh, <laughs> what am I excited for? Oh, I didn't even know. Um, yeah, I like, let's see. What am I excited for? Um, I'm excited. I have a show tonight, so that's going to be super dope. I'm going up to Grants Pass. I'm doing a uh, my musical comedy act, so that'll be super dope. Got like 30 minutes. Ooh. Uh, yeah, 30 minutes. That's a lot of minutes. My, that's a yeah, lot of minutes. That's it it a lot of minutes. You on stage, uh, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's not going well, it's not going well for a long time. Uh, but then if it's going good, it's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it'll be feel gone. like that, bro. It Dude, really it seriously good. does. It seriously does. Um, so yeah, I'm super, I'm super stoked to be doing that. Um, Let's see. I had a show last night that went well. I, dude, like last time I did this, the the smoke break, it was like I'd fucking bombed like seven shows, seven mics, like seven shows. Like I bombed like three shows or three mics. Like uh, and I just quit my job and I was just like I quit my job to perform and then bombed everything after that. They had to hit. Oh fucking yeah. a man! And I was yeah. like, I need one of these to go well. Uh, and yesterday was that one of just like, oh yeah, there's a reason you're doing this. You you are good at what you do, you know. And if you're not good you at least know that you're not good and are working to improve so um yeah i i think that um yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to performing a little bit and i'm also looking forward to taking a little bit of a break uh like thursday i ended up i think it was thursday yeah thursday i went to go hang out with the homies and some stuff uh some stuff came up and it just like it really exhausted me and it put me like to like a point where i just like i kind of just sat there and i haven't really just sat somewhere like fucking in forever like i haven't just sat like it, because like my fucking my phone is always I have to send this message I have to work on this song I have to work on this joke did you did you uh, get the podcast going dude and it's like I was fucking sat and counted it out that day I was just like I'm doing five fucking things I'm doing comedy I'm doing music I'm doing three different or two different podcasts and a radio show mm -hmm. and it's like and it wasn't until I sat there and fucking lined it out that I was just like I'm doing a lot and I'm allowed to be exhausted yeah. mm -hmm. you know I'm allowed to be exhausted I'm allowed to take breaks because you know usually I'm about like pumping out content by like the that point in the week and did da, 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 da. and I like you know I told I told Des who's somebody else uh, that I do a podcast with uh, check out off the cuff with Des and Zane um, <laughs> but I, I just told Des I was like hey like I seriously don't have it in me today like I'm not going to be able to get that stuff to you and I don't think there's been a day where I haven't gotten that stuff to you but this is that day where I just have to sit and be like I'm a human uh, I'm a human who needs to breathe I'm a human who needs to feel I'm a human who needs to just acknowledge my humanity and just fucking I'm not a robot one thing, man, I think you you would do good to remember too, Zane, is that like the things that you have done are things you can go back to. So you do not mm -hmm. have to do something tomorrow because yesterday still still exists. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I think that a lot mm -hmm. of times people operate in this creative vacuum where like the thing you put out today doesn't last. And some people's content is like that. Like the thing mm -hmm. you put out today is only going to get you relevant for today. So you have to do something tomorrow. Tomorrow. But you do things like this pod. Your music's really good, and you have like. I feel like with comedy, comedy is timeless. Like comedy, once once a joke is good, it's good forever. You sure, know what I'm saying? Sure. So it's like, it's like it's just are you in the mood? To, or rather, not even are you in the mood, but have you forgotten enough of the joke to laugh at it? Like it's the first time you heard it again. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. But it's honestly, like, yeah. Um, the, the shit's timeless. So it's like with your content, bro. Just remember, like 
if like if I put out if I'm doing five things every day and then for three days I have put out consistently those five things, mm-hmm. that's fifteen pieces of content for people to go to for the next seven days. Yeah. So if people were to go through all of this content, they would either have to do fifteen things in a day, two things a day per week, or it'll take them two weeks to get through all my content. Yeah. So you have a space of at least of at least a week. Before yeah. you have to hit one of those two again, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah. It's like you're you're flowing consistent. I'm not telling you to slow down your flow. Yeah, no, you know, no, like, no, please do. <laughs> like, I need it. Keep it up to where you are, like in the space where you you feel comfortable with your output, but don't like have, let your output put you out. You know. What hey, I mean? you know goddamn! And on that fucking note, <laughs> that has been the smoke break. This has been a fucking blast. Uh, we are here on Shady Pines Radio every Sunday from nine to ten a.m and on Pretty Dope Experience. And then we are also live every Saturday. I've been your host, your old pal Zane, here with Malik Rayshon. What's poppin'? And Saiku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess I gotta drop the socials and yep, shit. Yeah, socials real quick. Uh, Instagram, X-A-I-I-K-U-U with two underscores. It's a picture of my baby doing her little jig on that thing. It's only one me. So you know what I'm saying? Look it up. But it's Zaiku on everything. That's Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, Apple Music, Instagram, Facebook, Switch. Uh, Xbox Live, PSN, all the everything. I'm gonna hit on Switch for sure. All right, check it out. Already.